0: A lot of it is definitely chalked up to just being curious and asking questions and not being afraid to ask those questions. Um, I feel like also it's, it's kind of like a double-edged thing where if you're asking questions, you also need to be, um, I guess, willing to share answers. Once you learn this knowledge, I feel like the industry is better when it's informed. Yes, absolutely. So if you are, someone that, you know, like me, where I kind of start out with no experience, I've never seen WordPress or like, I, I don't know how to write with SEO or anything like mm-hmm. that. And then get to where I am now, like I'm of course going to share my knowledge with anyone that asks me because I feel like, you know, it's only gonna make this industry better.
1: Hi and welcome to another episode of the Fox Tales. My name is Ivo, and I'm very happy to be back and talking on the microphone. Uh, before I bring in my guest, uh, and by the way, today I'll be speaking with Hayden McGuigan, who is editor in chief at the Electric Hawk or Electric Hawk. Um, quick intro: The Fox Tales is a music industry podcast uh, created by the team behind Stereo Fox, including yours truly. What we're doing here is basically trying to document our learnings in the music industry. So we have um, artists and industry people to discuss their journey, story, or some other useful tip. Before anything, I have to announce that you can follow us on Instagram at Stereofox. You can also join our Discord server or just DM us at Twitter. Handle is, again, WeAreStereoFox. Um, my intro is gonna be very, very short. But I hope you enjoy our conversation. If you like the podcast, check out the other episodes, share with friends, give us a thumbs up or rate us at the platform of your choice. And uh, yeah, enjoy the next... Uh, I'm not sure how long the conversation is going to be, but thank you for listening.
0: Awesome. Yeah, we should be good to go <laughs> now. Good to go.
1: <laughs> Welcome, Hayden. <laughs> good to have you, man. And good to finally meet. Yeah, of course. I'm stoked. After a dozen of emails and uh linkedin yes just yeah (laughs) definitely excited excited to to have you on on the podcast you're actually one of the the first industry people um who are also like bloggers and publicists um on the on the podcast so i'm excited to ask you a lot of questions and about your journey but uh, just i always start with this question say one random fact non-music related about yourself
0: oof um well first of all Thank you also for having me. I really appreciate you uh, asking and I- I'm stoked to sit down with you. Um, one random fact about me. Oof, it's not music related. That's tough because music is a huge part of my life. Um, oh man. I would say that I, hmm. Man, that's a rough one. That's crazy. I always ask people uh, a prepared,
1: random... so people realize this is supernatural and not prepared in advance at all. <laughs> Take Yeah, time.
0: Um, I would say a random fact about me is that I, uh, hmm, I am a bit of a nerd. Uh, I am very into comic book uh, lore. I'm very into, you know. I'm into anime quite a bit. I love Japanese animations. I um, am a bit of a cartoon freak. I've always watched cartoons. I think it's kind of like a comfort thing if I were to put that out there, to be honest, because, you know, I grew up watching, you know, like Saturday morning cartoons with my family, and uh, I guess that's kind of where that started. But, yeah, I've always been quite a nerd when it comes to that stuff. Um, I love to dive deeply into pretty much anything that comes my way mm-hmm. and that's the same for music uh so that's why i think that question was so hard because <laughs> i've been so involved in music most of my life that thinking of a fact about me that doesn't have to do with music is kind of a uh tall feat yeah <laughs> but should, but yeah I, th- I think that's the best one i could get should there. i ask you <laughs> if you
1: what is your opinion on the cowboy bebop version of netflix you had a chance to watch. Oh, it's it? awful! <laughs> I knew it. It's awful. Everyone, <laughs> <laughs> everybody I'm asking about it is like, "What the fuck?"
0: It's awful, and I wish you know that's um, not. I don't know. I don't know. I I didn't watch the entire series, uh, so it's hard for me to give a true you know synopsis of how I felt it went. But from you know the first couple episodes that I did watch. It was just not the same, almost like a, I hate to say this, but like a CW show, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of like an insult, I guess, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, Cowboy Bebop was just such a, um, unique piece of anime. I, it's one of the only animes that, you know, each episode had a beginning, a middle and an mm-hmm. end. So it's kind of like one of those things that you could watch out of order or, um, I don't know that I, the artwork that's involved in cowboy bebop was like bar none so yeah i don't think everything needs a live adaptation yeah you know what i mean like just leave it be as it is because it's all that it needs to be we don't need to make things i don't know everybody's milking the cash cow i guess so i understand but it's just not my speed
1: yeah same a lot of comics are like this but okay that's a yeah it's a cool. Uh, I had to ask you because I recently finished it, and uh, I share your opinion. Yeah,
0: but so you, what do you think of it?
1: Um, I, I'm, I cannot say I'm such a fan. Like, of course, I, I watched the anime. Um, I didn't like it that much, but I'm not like so against it. It just was whatever. Um, but my friends who are really like die-hard fans. Um, were super disappointed and angry that this happened. <laughs> but I, I care yeah. a lot about music than the other stuff. So I, I guess if somebody covers an album I really like and it's shit, <laughs> probably I'll be super pissed off as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for the people who listen, I, I we met a few months ago uh, when I yeah. contacted you for one of our label releases, I guess. But obviously I follow Electric Hawk for years as a, as a blog as well. Uh, but before we... Sp- speak about your your position there, how did you end up there what's your journey what's your story? You said you always uh, been involved in music, so where did the whole thing start
0: yeah, so um I guess I haven't always been involved in like the industry, but I have always been an avid music fan um, I grew up on you know listening to music around the house with my father obviously um and then yeah I don't know i'm I guess like to introduce myself, Uh, I'm 28 years old, Um, I was born and raised in Muncie, Indiana, which is a smallish town in Indiana, uh, in the Midwest, chirp chirp by the way. Um, I went to Wapahani High School, which is a very small school, it's a 2A school, I graduated with exactly 100 people, so um, very very small, very compact, everyone knew everyone, Uh, and yeah i i started listening to electronic music specifically in like the 2010 2011-ish era um that was kind of like my first introduction to it and i i was mostly listening to like dubstep uh kind of like the scary monsters Mm -hmm. and nice sprites ep uh liquid strangers mechanoid meltdown um things of that nature. And I'd listen to it before my soccer and volleyball games just to, you know, hype me up, get me in the zone. Yeah, that was it my was gym like before... back then. I also listened to at yeah. the gym. <laughs> yeah, and it was, it was kind of like before I knew what electronic music was, um, I just knew that it was, you know, loud and energetic and it got me hyped up. So that was kind of like, you know, that's what got my feet wet. Um, and I kind of fell off a bit in the scene towards like end of high school era um and i didn't really listen to much outside of hip-hop until uh around 2016 Mm -hmm. when i finally got my hands on the elusive electric forest wristband um and i feel like this story kind of uh i guess you should say i feel like this story kind of um Sounds similar to a lot of fans that mm-hmm. turn industry professionals where, you know, we ha- all have that one moment in our lives where we go to a festival or a show and we kind of have that like light bulb uh, moment where we realize that we want to do more in the industry. Um, and mine was definitely at Electric Forest mm-hmm. 2016. Uh, that was when I decided to really dive in and experience what the space had to offer. Uh But before I joined Electric Hawk, I actually joined a local community uh, called Fam, which was, uh, I joined that as an Instagram admin, actually. Mm -hmm. And it was just like a little collective um, based out of the capital of my home state, Indiana. Um, Yeah, it was just a little collective where we would, you know, promote local shows and we'd do some ticket giveaways out of pocket. We really just wanted to like, build the community and, you know, meet other people that are like minded and like the music that we like. Um, I joined when it was already started, but that was kind of how I really got into the industry. I guess I I joined as an Instagram admin, but I didn't have any idea how to grow an Instagram page or like social media marketing in general. We were kind of just winging it, Um, but I worked hard and figured it out. And we actually grew the community quite a bit. But uh, that was where I met Ashley, um, and Ashley is a marketing manager for Electric Hawk. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until around 2020 when I joined Electric Hawk. Okay, so it uh, took
1: some time, and you're currently yeah, definitely took some time. And you're now editor in chief.
0: Yeah. Do you, did you now know, like, in those
1: early days, that's the like that's the career path you're gonna take, or you just knew you want to be involved in the scene? Because obviously, you can do um, different stuff. An Electric Hawk is a behemoth of its own. We're going to talk about it because you guys do so much yeah. stuff. Like we do a lot of things on StereoFox, but you guys are like next level. So like going back well, to, I my, that. to my question, did you know you're going to like, that's going to be the line of work you'll be doing or?
0: Um, no, I don't think so. I think when I joined, I joined just with a mind of, you know, I want to do more for this scene. I want to make my voice heard. Uh, I want to support art that I feel like deserves art or deserves support. Excuse me. Um, but also, yeah, like I th- I just joined to write some words on page mm-hmm. and I didn't really have any type of, you know, uh, I guess direction towards mm-hmm. it. I more so just wanted to be involved and wanted to learn what I could. Um, and it, it, since then, it's definitely blossomed into something where like I couldn't imagine being anywhere else Mm -hmm. um do you
1: do you have a background in writing or like for example no anyone actually okay interesting go ahead Uh, i don't either to be honest but yeah um one of the reasons why i'm excited about the like talking to in particular as i said you're one of the first guests from that side of the industry so let's say somebody who is now 18 or 19 is starting out and obviously looks okay at the editor in chief is such a big website and brand what is what is your advice like where do you start
0: Oh how do you get so, better at writing Yeah so um I've got a few things to that So from where I started to editor in chief now um there's been a lot of people along the way that I learned from uh and I guess if like if we're talking about like advice for someone that's just starting out um I definitely got a couple things there It's first of all is to just leave the drama at the door um, focus on the art I feel like that's my biggest thing and that's been one of my biggest motivators and drivers throughout this entire thing is that you know at the end of the day it's all about the music and it will always be about the music um, but my next bit of advice that kind of ties into this um, especially progression is definitely to ask questions often and um, and to answer them whenever you can. So, like I said, I got here because of a lot of really, really smart and talented people that helped guide me along the way. Um, so it was a bit of, you know, their selflessness of sharing the knowledge that they have, but also a bit of, you know, my own curiosity and me wanting to learn more mm-hmm. from all these people. Uh, so when it comes to like progressing and getting to where I am, it's really just a lot, a lot of it is definitely chalked up to just being curious and asking questions and not being afraid to ask those questions. Um, I feel like also it's, it's kind of like a double-edged thing where if you're asking questions, you also need to be um, I guess, willing to share answers once you learn this knowledge. I feel like the industry is better when it's informed. Yes, so if you are someone that, you know, like me, where I kind of start out with no experience, I've never seen WordPress or like, I, I don't know how to write with SEO or anything mm-hmm. like that. And then get to where I am now, like I'm of course going to share my knowledge with anyone that asks me because I feel like, you know, it's only gonna make this industry better. Um, I know I'm kind of getting off topic here a little bit. No, I feel man. Like, but, uh, it's
1: honestly, the discovery. Yeah, my, like how I like to talk to people, it's just a genuine conversation, and whatever, like whatever it spins out, and we usually fork in so many directions. But I, I would like to also double down on what you said. It was also one of the reasons why we started the podcast. We do a lot of episodes of the stuff that we've learned after like seven, eight years of blogging, and then running the label for two years, and sometimes people are like, wow, wow, that's super honest. I'm like, why would you hide it? Like, who cares? Just share it. And then if if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I absolutely agree. Um, and also, I'm not that surprised from your answer because I had my experience with reaching out to you. I, I honestly, I didn't expect you going to answer. And then you put me in touch with other editors. And I was like, these guys, like I knew Electric Hawk and one of our writers, Mike from the US, he has been many times to record for us, So I know a lot of a lot about the festival as a European. So I knew it's such a great community. And I, I was like, okay, it's really kind of matches with what I'm seeing on, on, on social media. Uh, and it's really nice to know that yeah. people are like, like a lot of, some people at least are like that in the industry that they share.
0: Yeah, I think, um, I think one, Trope that I've noticed a lot of when people talk about the industry, at least when I first joined, is that, you know, it's kind of like a dog eat dog thing. Um, and I don't like that. Uh, I, me and, me and my friend Scott, I always shout him out, but me and my friend Scott, uh, we've been friends since high school. He's one of my childhood friends. Um, he's a photographer, videographer now. He's done a lot of work with a lot of really cool people, um, both, you know, just brands. He's done some work for ASRV, but he's also worked for, you know, huge artists. He's worked for Nikki Romero and other mm-hmm. people like that. So, um, one thing that we always talk about is how like when we join, like that, we've seen people that are very gatekeepy, I guess, with information and stuff. And, you know, it took one person to meet Scott that was very open with his, um, information and his knowledge. And, you know, we both feel like that is what makes a better industry when everybody works together. Not everything has to be a competition. And if we're talking about money, Mm. um, there's plenty of money to be made for everyone. So like, it's not like this, it doesn't have to be this animalistic um, atmosphere between everyone. Like Mm. I, I love to work with other blogs, you know, between fucks with it and EDM identity um heard it here first I have to you know a, moon landing I want to give a shout <laughs> out to
1: Fox with it great people as well yeah Fox. like yeah. you guys supported uh, one of our latest releases they did as well and uh like I'm sorry to interrupt by the way it's, no, it's no, so no. funny because we write so many articles on the on the website and of course we send to the artists and they're thank you so much they're super happy and of course the interaction kind of stops there but on the label side when like when we share the news about other websites like yours and fucks with it especially and then the artist like you experiencing a bit longer reaction than just thank you so much this means a lot and we got like we got like reactions like this is the best thing that's happened to me and stuff like this so yeah like i really appreciate what you guys and what they are doing i just have to, <laughs> to give them a shout out
0: yeah of <laughs> course no we love fucks with it uh colin over there he's he's awesome and it's the same thing like as as long as i'm where i'm at as editor-in-chief i am a firm believer in you know keeping a very synergistic relationship between us and like the quote unquote competition you know what i mean like there's a lot of blogs um bigger blogs than us that you know they fight for certain things and it's I don't want that Mm. in our future. I want us all to work together and uplift each other. And, you know, there's space for us all. And, you know, it's just, I am very adamant about making this space better than, you know, what some people talk about Mm -hmm. it. So any chance I can do that, I'm gonna try to do that.
1: Yeah. For me, it's also like, um, also one of the other reason why I wanted to have this podcast podcast is to have an excuse to talk like just one-to-one um yeah it's like when you at least for me i don't know like about you but after all these years when i feel that someone is really genuine i try to nurture those i wouldn't say i have a like i think i've spoken to a lot of people in the industry but i I wouldn't say i have that many close contacts but once you build a relationship with someone and, and you see their mindset it's just so much easier and nicer and it's good to know that other blocks are fighting for the same thing and also like i think different blocks kind of have their own sound as well like you guys i because obviously i check it quite often and fox with it and a few other blocks and and us as well i think everybody has their own sound so it's not really a competition it's just of course there is overlap but right man it's as long as people are reading about music i think for me is a win especially with the, yeah one of my questions which was going to come up is like what are, what are your thoughts on the fact that people read less about music? Um,
0: um oh, Man, I I think that blogs are important. Um, I will always think that blogs are important. Uh, if they weren't, we wouldn't be getting pitches. Mm. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. how I feel about it. <laughs> Makes sense. You know, uh, I personally field hundreds of emails in a week. You know what I mean? So that's how I feel about it. You know, if our... If our voice wasn't important, then I wouldn't be receiving all these inquiries about people asking us to cover things on our site. Um, I think that, you know, some things can definitely get stale if we're talking about like certain um, content ideas, certain uh, interview questions, like things can definitely get stale, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's our job to be creative and it's our job to continue things as, you know, the internet evolves mm-hmm. and as streaming changes and as, you know, uh, the way we consume music changes. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. I think the blogs will always be important. I think it's... Uh, I think writing about music is art in itself. Even if, you know, people see it as just like a task, mm-hmm. uh, which I've noticed a lot of people see it as. I think it's an art form to translate sounds into words on a page. Uh, it's definitely part of why I love writing about music, and it's something that I have always loved about writing about music. But, uh, yeah, I think it's an art form, and I think it will always I, – I don't think art dies, mm-hmm. so I think regardless of – how often people are reading things or not? I think that you know that translation of sounds into words is a really beautiful form of art that will never you know cease to exist. Yeah, it's or become irrelevant. I guess I should say it's
1: quite compli For me, I don't know. It's complementary. Like obviously, music yeah. is music comes first, but I after all these years of writing, it's still really cool, man. Like I whatever it's if it's a job or not or a hobby it's really really just sometimes to to me i i feel the need to write about a track like okay i can write to the playlist for example or share on social media but just writing even a little bit at least to me feels like um, i don't know i'm used to it at least maybe same goes for for you
0: yeah for sure um i think especially uh, once i stepped into the editor-in-chief role i definitely write a lot less mm-hmm. than i used to um just because you know i'm dealing with communications and setting up things and all that good stuff but there's a lot of times where you know i'll get a pitch and i'll be going through my usual day-to-day um tasks and i check something out and it just you know it speaks to me so much that like i want to share my thoughts on this or i want to like you know try to transpose this into vocabulary and um yeah i I, th- I think that's what music has always done to me and i think that's you know why blogs will always be irrelevant is because music invokes emotion mm-hmm. and sometimes the best way for people to express that emotion um is writing yeah. sometimes it's you know dance that's what flow arts are yeah. you know what i mean like that all this stuff does is emotion personified in some type of way, whether it's, you know, words or, uh, dance or art. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's music's a very beautiful thing, man. And I love being a part of it. However, I can be a part of it. (laughs) And writing's just a fun thing. You know,
1: you, you mentioned about your day, like how, how, first of all, let's talk a bit about the team, I guess. Uh, are you guys, do you guys have an office? uh do you guys do you meet like no okay so it's all remote yeah so uh
0: yeah (laughs) we're we're all remote uh we all work over slack Mm -hmm. obviously um we actually just got several new members to the team we're doing a bit of a restructuring with a lot of things how big is the team Uh, i mean if
1: you can share of course i don't
0: oh yeah of course uh right now i want to say that our team is like 25 to 30 mm-hmm. strong. Um, we just added several people, so I have to double check. But um, yeah, we uh, are about like 25, 30 people strong right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have oh wow, actually 38. Wow. Is where we're at now. Okay. We just added yeah, we just added uh, a few graphic designers. We added some photographers and videographers mm-hmm. to the team. We also added six new amazing staff writers to the team uh so yeah we're definitely doing a bit of a revamp with everything but uh we are all remote some of us have never met i actually just met a good chunk of the team for the first time uh i think it was december that we had space camp yeah we had space camp i heard in about Hampton, it i Virginia. saw
1: i saw on social media so what is that like yeah. a team building kind of thingy
0: No, so uh, Space Camp was a two-night event. Uh, It was a Grizz-curated event. Mm -hmm. And um, Grizz actually reached out to Daryl about, uh, who is our founder, Mm -hmm. Grizz reached out to Daryl about um, an Electric Hawk artist opening the first day of Space Camp. So uh, Common Creation, who's an Mm -hmm. EH EH-managed artist, opened the first day. And we got a big Airbnb and we went out and had a good time. And yeah, that was the first time I ever met Daryl. It was at least like a year or so after I started for the team. First time I ever met Abby or
1: crazy man. any
0: of the people on the team. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. It was cool seeing, you know, seeing everyone outside of that work setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we all obviously like we'll hang out in Discord and have community nights yeah. and stuff like that as well. But uh, it was definitely weird seeing everybody in person and um it was good you know it's music is a very fast-paced industry so sometimes you know working in that every single day can get a bit tiring so it's definitely nice to you know have those times where we can go out and enjoy some music and have a little vacation
1: yeah same for us like I, i haven't still met all the people from the team but some of them we had the pleasure of meeting before COVID, and now the ones which are near me uh, but it's so nice just to switch off for a day man uh, oh yeah for sure <laughs> like i absolutely know what you mean um but yeah uh because you mentioned the label obviously can we go over the timeline of, of electric hawk like what because obviously you have the podcast you have a really strong community but what is the timeline yeah. so first i know like initially i know just the blog that was like years ago yeah
0: so yeah so Dario started um electric hawk as just you know like a personal blog slash um social media account where he would you know be silly on twitter and just write about music that he was enjoying um it slowly grew over time and to what it is today which is you know a pretty large media entity mm-hmm. and um agency mm-hmm. uh i think it's still kind of hard to wrap our heads around You know where we're at today and it's hard to even think about you know where we're going to be tomorrow just because things are so fluid in electric hawk we have ideas that will you know have one day and execute the next Mm -hmm. and then we also have big plans for you know the future um but when it comes to electric hawk like structurally i'd say it started with the blog went to social media grew from there um into you know we started a label for a while we had some releases uh the label's on pause mm-hmm. indefinitely right okay. now just because we want to focus on some other things mm-hmm. at the moment uh but yeah now we are mainly focused on uh the publication which is doing fantastic uh and then also our agency services which uh we do PR we'll write PR and send out to partners. Mm -hmm. Um, we'll do social media marketing. We'll do promo. We, uh, we'll do live VJs. We have, um, people that will do photography, videography, all that good stuff. We have brand consultation, all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's become this big agency that is capable of a lot of different things because of all of the many different beautiful minds that we have, you know, together. It's a really cool thing to watch. Um, from my perspective, especially, just because I joined with such little experience and just worked hard and showed up and, you know, asked those questions. And now, you know, we're trying to figure out what to do next and where to go. And we're getting clients and working with artists that, you know, I've been listening to for years. And it's a really cool thing. Who
1: Who is the artist that, like, when you met through work, you were like, wow, I can't believe I'm actually talking to this person
0: man uh to be honest probably super task okay um super task is someone that's kind of like i always bring up whenever we talk about this uh just because i've really loved his music for a really long time um he is doing a really He was doing a lot of really cool and unique things, I feel like, in our music space. Um, I don't know if you ever saw any of his bike day streams or anything of that nature, but yeah. But um, you know, the choose your own adventure stuff, he's very uh, against the grain, I guess I should say. Uh, So he's really exciting to watch and he's been someone that I've been a fan of for a really long time. his manager, David, is a great dude. Uh, and I had the pleasure of interviewing him for his album Connection, mm-hmm. which dropped not too long ago, it was last year. Um, and that was definitely like a big full circle moment for me, just because, you know, that's it's someone that I passively listen to probably every single day. Um, and it's an art that I really respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Yeah, that was definitely a big full circle moment for me. We also got to interview Zed's dad, which was like a crazy moment. Um, It was an email interview, so it wasn't like you know we got to sit down and chat with the boys. (laughs) Yeah, but but still, man. uh, Yeah, but still, like we we all worked on like interview questions together. We shared it along with the team and. We just got to pretty much ask a question and it, it was this big you know group focused thing and that was definitely a full circle moment just because we've got so much love for that's dead and dead beats in mm. general so yeah that was you know every day there's not a day that goes by where i don't step back and express gratitude for where we're at today just because you know um it's awesome it's amazing it's 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 hard to contextualize into words but Yeah,
1: I mean, man, if you do like, because obviously this is going to be a podcast, but we have the video on. So it's always nice. Like you, you kind of feel in the voice of people and in the eyes, you know, like if you do stuff with love, like we always talk in the team. Because sometimes like I would see people, let's say early in the morning doing stuff and then it's 10 p.m. Like just go and rest. And they're like, no, rest from what, you know? So like if you do this stuff and you're super excited, man. I always think you're you're gonna stick around and if you stick around and show up as you said you're gonna succeed in one yeah. form or another of course it depends how you uh, define success that is but for me su- at least for me success is just doing new stuff learning being able to do it which is also like i think a lot of people don't give themselves enough credit for just being the fact that you made it to the point that you can actually do it it's awesome because a lot of blocks unfortunately i think they died out or they shut down because it's hard to keep up or, you know, like financial stuff. And so just the fact that you can still do it for me, is already like so cool.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think, I think one thing that doesn't really get talked about enough, especially if we're talking about blogs is that, you know, burnout is a real thing. Oh yeah. Um, I, I think it's kind of silly to act like it's not, uh, like, I mentioned briefly earlier, music is a very fast-paced industry. Um, one of the biggest things I realized when I first joined the team, uh, essentially we have this this tracker, um, is what we call it. It's a media tracker. Um, and that is where we hold all of our unreleased music that's coming up. We have a date next to it. We let people check it out. Um, they'll write about it, this, that, and the other. But... When I first got my eyes on that tracker, um, that was when I first realized that like, you know, no matter how hard I work or how often I listen, I will never catch up to the amount of music that is dropped Mm. on a daily basis. Um, Music is a never ending and unrelenting form of art, uh, which is a really beautiful thing at some points, but as someone like us who fields these PRs consistently, Um, And writes about this art consistently. It's a very, you know, one and done. What can you do next type situation where, you know, I appreciate you spending the few days or however much time that you spent writing about this art or writing about this EP or this single or this album. Um, But we got more coming Mm -hmm. next week. And then we got more coming next week. And we got more coming next week. Right, so I think it's important that we talk about burnout and we, you know, I guess kind of accept that it's a normal thing to feel burnt out. Um, It's just how you handle that, you know what I mean? Uh, I know that some blogs, they don't handle it so well. Mm. There have been times where in Electric Hawk, we all are experiencing burnout um, and it's hard to write about anything. So that's when we try to pivot and we try to change, you know, what we can do to support or how we can support people outside of you know putting a blog post up. There's plenty of things that you can do to support the artists that you want to support, um, even if you don't feel like writing about it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a very, um, I'm trying to think of how best to say this, but it's a very normal thing to feel burnt out. So the first thing you need to do is accept that. And then the next thing you need to do is adjust and figure out how you can you know spin that burnout and turn it into something um productive I guess
1: do you um I was gonna say like I don't know for you guys for us I really don't like that Fridays has become the industry day of releasing music man for me the yeah I wouldn't say obviously like Friday's Monday yeah Friday's Monday it's the most stressful day
0: for us Oh, my gosh, yeah. We
1: we have this thing with the teammates um, that unless you, because we are kind of, okay, the one thing we're lucky for being Europe is that we get to wake up super early, which most of the American people are sleeping and a lot of the artists. So we get to catch up on a lot of the stuff. And sometimes the guys are joking, like, unless you wake up at 6 a.m. on Friday and write for four hours until 11 or, or lunchtime for us when you guys wake up, you cannot we, you cannot catch up on the good music that's out on friday
0: oh yeah so i on top of my editor-in-chief duties i also curate our weekly playlist mm-hmm. fresh hunts mm-hmm. um essentially what that is it's it's a playlist that's dedicated to our favorite um releases over the last week uh, so that means that every single friday i and i do exactly what your friends were talking about i wake up usually around 7 seven thirty in the morning Um, and I start curating this playlist of 60, 70 plus songs, um, that all released within the last week. And you know, that entire time that I'm getting those and I'm fielding and I'm, and I'm adding new things to our playlist. I'm also getting emails from people saying that this is also out and you should check this out too. And this, that, and the other. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're right, man. Like it's, it's impossible to catch up. So I feel like, that's it's so important to like slow down you know like don't worry so much about trying to catch up or trying to stay on top of anything because you never will yeah you You need to accept that you can't right (laughs) there's no winning you need to accept that you can't and then just support what you can you know
1: how do you um i i guess as you as an editor-in-chief you manage all the writers right yeah do you distribute also the content um or it's more like you filter and then you're like okay guys that's up for grabs or or you know the strengths of every writer like somebody's more into let's say i don't know house music or or edm yeah
0: um so firstly i don't assign anything to anyone Mm -hmm. um i'm a firm believer that you know I think people write the best when they write about something that they want to write about. So essentially what we do is we have a, that tracker that I was telling you about, we'll put all the unreleased tunes in there. We put a date next to it. We give a brief description and then we encourage our staff writers to, um, look through the tracker, find something they like and write about Mm it. Um, so no, I don't assign anything to anyone. Um, I do know that some of, some of our writers have, uh, certain tastes like, and, and I have, I guess, capitalized off of that as well. Um, Ryan, for example, Ryan Dallow, he's a super talented writer. Love the kid to death. Uh, he loves D and B. So, <laughs> you know, sometimes I'll get a really nice D and B track in my email and I'm like, Ryan, you should check this out. I bet you'd like it. Um, and that's definitely across the board. Everybody has super unique and specific tastes, and I try to cater things that way. But I'm never like you need to write about this or we need to get this mm-hmm. post up. It's all based on team interest and bandwidth, and I'm not going to make anyone write about anything specifically just because I'm very adamant on, you know, I want you to have the freedom to express your voice mm-hmm. not express mine or express our partner's voice you know what i mean
1: i appreciate that man for me for us it's the same and like of course sometimes we send tracks to other let's say partners and always say the same thing like we appreciate your time and if you don't like it you don't like it and that's like you know that's what happened with you guys like i send you four or five stuff you enjoyed i think one or two and it's fine if you don't enjoy it, it's also i don't i think it's and weird that's the other thing st-
0: is that oh sorry go, go, to interrupt go for you. It. but 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 that's the other thing is that it's not necessarily that say you sent me four things we supported mm. two it's not even necessarily that we didn't enjoy the other things yeah. but it's more so you know it's it's down to bandwidth on top of interest yeah sure sure you know what i mean like we could all love this track but like if i'm busy with you know my regular day or if, cause a lot of us also work at their jobs, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, of course. Is, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if I've got people that, you know, they've, they're busy at work or they've got some stuff going on in their real lives, like they could love the track with everything in their power, but we can't do yeah. it. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, man, it's, I think it's important to keep it like that because if not, you can start getting into, you know, um, it's not genuine journalism in my opinion, right. It's not genuine journalism. If you're not writing about something that you genuinely care about, if you're writing about it just because it's your partner, just because it's, you know, um, it's a favor that you owe someone and it it gets, you know, it gets weird. Um, it's the same thing for like, you know, some blogs do payola where you have to, um, pay them, a certain amount of money just for them to cover your music and i think that's preposterous i think that's ludicrous that anybody would ever pay anyone to write about that stuff like it's or excuse me i think it's ludicrous that anyone would ask someone mm. to, to pay them just to cover their music like it's ridiculous
1: There, is, there that's the for, for this is a very uh, topic that's often come up um that they're very thin line because we use submit hub i don't know if you guys have ever used it yeah okay and sometimes people are like mm, it's using submit hub is kind of like you ask people to pay for coverage i'm like no man it's you paying a small fee for someone's time and then if they like it they're gonna feature it's not about you paying them 500 bucks and then they're gonna cover it so that's yeah that's of course where you kind of draw draw the line is there like um i don't know if you can disclose or not if it's not totally fine because i know you guys swamped. is there like an official uh submission process that um let's say if artists are listening to to this episode they should follow or any tips when it comes to actually structuring your message um
0: um so there's no specific uh there's no specific link to go to. Like we don't use submit hub or anything like that. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to submit uh, music to possibly get covered on our site or to be added to one of our playlists. Um, We have two main sources of emails. Uh, One is press at theelectrichawk.com. That's gonna ping all of our editors. If you send an email to that, Uh, essentially what I ask of you is to, you know, one, we need a private listening link to check out your music because we can't pro- we can't say okay to any type of coverage unless we hear the music first. Mm-hmm. Um, it's back to that team interest and bandwidth thing. M- my team can't know if they're interested unless they hear the music. So we need to hear the music first and foremost. Give me a private listening link. Second, give us a week in advance. Um, we are, you know, we're all doing this on our own and we're still figuring everything out. And I, I think, you know, that's email pitches are constantly increasing every single week. It seems like I get more and more just because, you know, we grow and as we grow, we're going to get more pitches. Um, so give us some time in advance. Let us have time to not only see your inquiry, but also give us some time to listen to it and feel it out and see where we're at. Right. We need some time to do that. Um, I also love when people put the release date in bold and preferably in the subject line. This is all my preference mm-hmm. though, so like don't take my word for it with every other blog, but I love to see when this is gonna be out um, before I even open the email, just so I can kind of get like a timeline in mind mm-hmm. when I start adding these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than that, if we're talking about you know ideas for pitching or like best practices for pitching, Um, just send me assets, send me a private listening link, send me an EP, excuse me, an EPK if you have it, um, press photos, send me a PR if you write one about, uh, the track or the EP or the project or whatever it may be. Um, you want to give editors and blog heads, uh, all the information that they will need to, write an article and all that information is, you know, obviously the music that you're writing about cover artwork, mm-hmm. press photos and a bio. Those are like yeah. the main four things that you send out to someone if you're trying to get your stuff covered. Um, but to me, yeah, there's no certain way or certain Avenue to take that. It's just, you send an email to the press email or you can send an email to my email as mm-hmm. well, which is Hayden at the dot And
1: I think speaking of like, Quite often, actually, um, artists ask me about, like, how to structure a press release and stuff like that. I think now it's a good time to, uh, which we mentioned, but you guys are basically doing this as a service as well, right? If somebody needs a consultation, like, they can come to you. I mean, your team. And you guys, like, I know you guys are doing, like, basically writing artist bios and press releases, EPKs, Mm -hmm. right? So people can actually hire you and your expertise to... We help them out.
0: Yep. hundred um, percent. what other things do, are you guys offering? So we do everything from graphic design, uh, to PR. Like you mentioned, we do live streaming or live streams and VJs. So, um, like Twitch streams and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We also do advertising, uh, promotion. We also do brand development, um, for PR that can mean anything from, you know, PRs for singles, EPs or albums. Um, and then we can do things like we can it can be like a client-owned pr where we would just write it for you and give it to you so you can sit it out to yeah. whoever or we can do an electric hawk-owned pr where we write it and we sit it out to our partners mm-hmm. um we write bios we do um spotify pitches as well uh, which is so annoying but we do spotify <laughs> pitches as well we uh, write and our then, own yeah
1: and it's like, like to be honest it takes time to to get a hang of it i i'm not sure yeah and i cannot say although we actually have a full-on episode on how to write your spotify pitch i know i listened to <laughs> okay <laughs> cool man um i yeah. don't know how like how correct we are um i think that, like of course i think no one can say hey it's your pitch that made the difference but i always yeah. say man just have everything 100 percent because you don't know what's gonna make the difference
0: right and <sighs> With PR in general, and this is like a thing that I, that artists, I think especially should like take note of, um, when it comes to PR, whether it's Spotify pitches or like actual PRs that are sent out to blogs Mm -hmm. to try to get your music covered, it's not just about the coverage that you get. That's not the only, um, benefit to a PR and a huge benefit to PR is just getting your music in front of the right people. Um. You know, if I send if I send out a PR about your release and it got covered one time, but I send it out to you know fifty of my trusted mm-hmm. industry peers, it's going to look a lot better, and people are going to pay more attention to you just because of it coming through us. Do you see what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, sure, of course. Um, so like, that's a huge part of PR, and that's something that I've always tried to you know um, explain that it half the battle is really just getting your name out there you need to you know you need to be a presence uh you don't have to be or you don't have to have this huge internet persona necessarily but you do have to you know do the work to get your music in front of people uh i see it all the time when you know we like I said, I, I build that playlist and I'll field inquiries and I'll add all kinds of music. And I feel like I get everything. And then somebody will reply to us on Twitter and say, you forgot this person or you forgot that person or you forgot this. And that's what I'm saying. Like you have to get it in front of me. Cause there's too much coming out. <laughs> like there is no way for me to keep on top of any, everything. So like part of that exposure is on you. Mm-hmm. Um, the artist or you you know the pr rep so um and then spotify pitches is a really really weird thing uh just because it's very niche and it's very specific how you can structure it and it's It's you know it's a constant learning thing but oh yeah for sure it's unforgiving but um love of the game i guess
1: yeah but to be (laughs) honest i i i enjoy the fact that it's 500 characters even and again this is super personal thing. i'm sure the rest of the team even on StereoFox don't agree. But for myself, if I receive a long, like press release, like a really long, like sometimes like four pages, I feel overwhelmed. Like I usually, I enjoy like a kind of structured bullet points, easy to find what's what. Like who are you? What have you achieved? And it, right. and it's also sometimes people are like, some artists are like, oh, I haven't achieved that much, so there is no point of writing a PR or sending. Was like why, man? even if it's your first track i we featured so many artists that that was actually the first track they ever released Z- zero coverage before that who cares man if you get it in front of the people yeah. who who enjoy music and you write something that is you can use like doesn't matter if you haven't been covered pff, it's still a win so that some oh, yeah. like even sometimes artists like oh it's just a single i'm not going to do pr i'm like
0: why like wh- yeah, what if why not
1: who cares if it's just a single it doesn't have to be like 16 tracks lp you know
0: oh yeah for Uh, sure i think that that process is so important and that's why i'm happy that we we do what we do i've learned so much of pr from our pr director selby mm -hmm. um she's amazing when it comes to that stuff i've also learned some amazing pr stuff from and this is just like in general but from ariel and from a million different incredibly talented women in our industry oh she's great
1: um, yeah she was uh, sorry to interrupt i think well, no, lou from good. our team interviewed her for one of his pieces and like oh, she's yeah. super responsive very active uh, just genuinely yes. a nice human being so shout out
0: <laughs> yeah she's awesome um but yeah like getting your music in front of those people is so important and you need to do the work to get your music in front of those people. If you don't, you're kind of just biting yourself in the Mm -hmm. ass, you know what I mean? Like you're, it's a waste of your time if you don't at least send it to someone because I can't tell you how many times like I've gotten stuff, especially like I said, because I I write less now, so I I can't even think about writing it. There's been stuff that I add to the tracker that like I love. And I wish I could write about it, but I know I'm not gonna have time. So like, I'll put it in the tracker and like highlight it as priority. Mm -hmm. But I'll also like, you know, I'll see that and I'll click on an artist profile and I'll follow them on all my accounts just to like, you know, keep up with them because I wanna see what else they're releasing. And like those impressions matter, you know what I mean? Like that's that's the domino effect of sending a PR to someone, even if it's just a single Mm -hmm. or if it's, if it's a 30-minute mix that they're dropping on SoundCloud, you know what I mean? That's not going on other DSPs. Like, send me a PR yeah. and let me know because those impressions, even if they're minuscule in, like, the sense of, you know, writing a blog post, it all matters. And it all it's – they're all dominoes in this, you know, your rise uh in your career. So, yeah, PR is so important, man. I I love doing PRs. I'm actually working on a PR right now for an artist I'm really really excited about. Who is
1: the um, artist? All right, uh, if you can s- share. <laughs> I don't know. Uh s-
0: yeah, I I don't th- I think it's okay. Um I'll check just in case, but Saturna. Okay. He uh, goes by Saturna. Um I can edit it out Saturna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Saturna is um from Canada and He's really, really talented, man. Oh, if you are, are into sick. like, I'm... yeah, if you're into like, um, Charles the First of the Trees type music, mm-hmm. those like really sentient type of uh, freeform bass beats, mm-hmm. uh, definitely check him out. His departure EP it dropped at the latter ha- or the later half of uh, 2021. It dropped on Sacred Hive, who's awesome as well. Um, really good stuff. I'm gonna, Everyone here should check out Saturna. <laughs> I've
1: already bookmarked. I'm going to listen to after the podcast because I I think after, even though it's <laughs> 9 a.m. or 9 p.m., I have another yeah. session of music discovery after the podcast. So I'm going to listen. I love the aesthetics. There you go. Awesome, man. So, honestly, so cool to just talk about music. stuff. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, <laughs> the, agreed. I I didn't want to do the podcast a year ago. It took me, it's been years I tried to nudge myself to do it. And just meeting people like you, it's really nice. I spoke with yeah, Comtruse a few months ago, who is going back to the kind of wow moment. It's an artist I listened to before, um, starting mm-hmm. Fox, So I freaked out when I actually had a chance to talk to him like this. It's really nice. W- what excites you um, about the music industry or like something new or like a change that you're seeing? Mm. I don't want to say NFTs. <laughs> you can say if you want to.
0: Um. Man <laughs> Oh, okay, so anything exciting else? what's exciting for me in the industry? um I get this is gonna sound super counterintuitive compared to like everything else that I've said., uh, but part of what I love about the industry is its constant evolution and its restlessness. Um I tend to get bored easily, I feel like. Uh I've worked like a ton of jobs my entire life just because you know I'll work something I'll get good at it and then I'm kind of over it so I'll go and find something else to learn. Uh it's not the case with music just because it's constantly evolving, it's constantly moving, there's constantly something new. Um so really just everything. I mean I'm excited to see what's next. Um you brought up NFTs even if I'm indifferent on music nfts mm-hmm. um it's still an interesting thing to learn about and it's an interesting thing to navigate um you know with web 3 and everything coming out it is definitely you know just it's a new venture and whether we like it or not or whether we're educated or not it's still happening mm-hmm. so we don't you know don't i'm excited yeah I, oh. I, I'm i excited for you know just the natural progression of everything um I don't know NFTs is just such a weird thing because I've seen I've seen good things or I've heard good things and I've heard bad things um I feel like I I know personally I personally know people that have uh benefited from nfts especially music nfts mm-hmm. um and i think that's great and i love that and you know i i love the the thought of artists being compensated for their art um in a way that they deserve mm-hmm. because you know the, right and the current model you know it's it's not very artist friendly when it comes to you know how dsps pay out artists um but with that said I've also heard, you know, crazy horror stories about certain NFTs and yeah, like, you rub- know the way that
1: and stuff like that like
0: Oh yeah, I've you know, I've heard of communities being built and then disappearing after NFTs are sold and it's, you know, it's a very um lawless land I guess right now. So, uh it's interesting to watch and it's fun to watch uh but yeah i don't i don't know how i feel about nfts mm-hmm. yet when it comes to music
1: <laughs> no the, the fact that it's just always going it's a it's a pretty good thing to to love about the industry yeah. awesome man um i don't know i guess that's kind of a lot of the stuff i want to discuss but how can people connect with, obviously social media and you guys have a Discord server which i just joined by the way um oh awesome oh yeah (laughs) i'll say hi there uh what other ways besides the website can um i know you guys have super strong community so how can people be more involved with what's going on at electric hawk
0: um well first definitely you know follow us on socials and engage we that's the core value of electric hawk in my opinion you know is it's hunting music for our community and it's building a community where we can share that music with each other um so if you want to be involved with the community then it it genuinely just comes down to following us and engaging with us and talking with us you know i am more than happy to make new friends and you know talk with people and share music and you know listen to music with other people um and then When it comes to, you know, just keeping up with us, just follow our blog, uh, check out all of our artists. We've got some really, really awesome artists on our roster. Common Creation just made his debut on Sisquan with his EP Somber Science. Uh, Frequency just dropped his last single on the 22nd of February. Uh, Zone, it is so good. Um, He's actually exploring the NFT space as well. Mm -hmm uh unknown has hit the ground running this year he's got two singles and a two track ep out this year already so he's definitely uh on people's necks right now uh we actually just added low temp to our artist our artist artist excuse oh, me nice. our artist roster <laughs> that was a tongue twister uh so yeah we're really looking forward to what they can do uh green matter had a huge 21 2021 um she had the speakers knocking EP that was really sick, uh, and then Farah killed it in 2021 too. Um, she dropped her house flip of Industry Baby from Lil Nas X. Uh, if you haven't heard that, definitely definitely check that out. Um, and then yeah, I'm still listening to Mirror Maze's EP that he dropped at the end of 2021. So we've got some really 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 awesome awesome artists under our label and um, artist management services. So definitely just like keep track of them follow them check them out uh we've got some good stuff in the works and then we're definitely going to be at some events Mm -hmm. coming up we're actually i'm getting ready for okeechobee music festival uh this week Mm -hmm. we leave on thursday nice yeah it's march 3rd through the 6th so we'll be there uh we're working media so if you see us, come say what's up. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to end up doing some type of, you know, Electric Hawk meetup where we'll be on social media and we'll meet up with the community and hang out and have a good time. So, yeah.
1: That's awesome, man. Well, I mean, thanks for taking the time. Uh, it's been super, uh, super nice talking to you.
0: Yeah, you too, and, man. Uh, I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, I appreciate I'm sure we can have like, another call in some time because there is always stuff to talk about. <laughs> we can feel more than... Yeah, just for dollar. sure. And again, thanks for taking the time. It was such a, such a pleasure and honor having you uh, on the podcast.
0: Of course. Of course, man. I appreciate you so much. All right. I just... Uh